What's going on, YouTube and I? Welcome to Lords of the Longbox presents the cover price co comic book shakers of the week, uh, week of January. Um, we'll just call it January 14th because I'm a superstitious person. I don't want to say the number, whatever that number of today's date is. So, uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Welcome to the shakers list, also called the uh, aka the Ofer list. And today is some rather interesting books in there. I always love this list because some, some really cool stuff that, um, that makes you see how crazy the market is. But why, guys? Congate. I know we're already late, but we can't break tradition. So why don't you guys just kick back, relax, listen to some music as we get you guys ready for the show. YouTube and I, welcome to the Lords of Longbox and the Cover Price Shaker Show. Uh, uh, some of my great panelists here. Gabe loves 90s commentary. What's good to the people? What up, everybody? Happy Friday Eve. Uh, thanks for joining in and uh, let's see what, what books are shaking this week. Speaking of shaking, Dark Side Jedi, say what's up. Shake it up. I love this list. You know what I say it every week and every week. I'm proven right again and again. Let's get to it so then we can go and look at what's on the list for today. And our man from Amsterdam, a.k.a. Mr. Bolo. Jack, say what's good. Lords, lords, what's going on? How's everybody rocking tonight? 
We are rocking good. This is, uh, you know, what? Uh, one of the best panels ever on the Lord Show on Tuesday, Nemesis Prime with uh, and Zach with Manimal and JB, and then the uh, 90 Loves Comics, Gabe and AK Jack. I meant I'm blessed to have all these guys, Dark Side Jedi, one of the most most knowledgeable crews on the show that can correct me whenever they want and add their two cents in. Uh, because this show, this uh, this list always surprises me uh, with the little things that are on here and what collectors are actually paying right now. Uh, as always, this show is sponsored by our good friends over at CoverPrice.com, or excuse me, CoverPrice.com. Go sign up for a two-week free trial or six nine nine for your price guides, collections, trends, the top ten, the movers, and daily shakers list. After we go over the ten pick shakers that we pick. We'll see what's shaking today, boys and girls. And this show is also sponsored by our good friends over at KRSComics.com. This show is sponsored. Use distant code of LOTLB to get 15 or 10, I think it's 10% off of any KRS Comics exclusives. This bad boy dropped uh, Wednesday, and I do believe there's still some copies left. This is the Edge of Spider-Verse Mike Mayhew facsimile variant. Um, This still has some cover A's left. Also, gorgeous Natalie Sanders, Detective Comics. Also, this one is almost sold out. I still, I still believe you can get cover A's of this bad boy right here too. So make sure you use discount code L O T L B. And also, you save books off of uh, if your pull box automatically twenty five percent off on uh, uh, if you have a pull list from the KRS pull box. So uh, I was able to find some uh, hot books on there when they were sold out everywhere else. If you ever missed out at your your LCS, um, you know, when it, for those who go. So once again. This show is sponsored by our friends. This just comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This change, this list changes several times every day, so make sure you check it out every day to read some of the hottest trending books on the market. And we will go and look and see what's shaking after we go over the this fine selection of books that Matt DeVoe from Cover Price has selected for us. So let's kick it off. What do we got for number one, Gabe? Number one this week, everybody, we're looking at Amazing Spider-Man number nine, uh, the Gabriel Dot Auto uh, connecting one in twenty-five cover. Uh, so that's coming out from Marvel two thousand fourteen. So last week, the Spider-Man Del Auto one in twenty-five sold for a big sale of six hundred thirty dollars for a CGC nine eight. It features the second appearance of Spider Gwen as well as the first time she's introduced into the core 616 universe. It's been a big book that people have been highlighting for years, but is just now gaining traction. Uh, This book's gaining leverage from Del Otto's number 10's 1 in 25 uh, shared connecting cover, Heat, uh, from first appearance of Spider-Punk, and also the recent jump in value for Spider-Gwen. It's worth noting that she appears on the cover of the comic exposure variants for this issue. It will be interesting to watch the rest of the covers as they gain prices as well. Hello? Oh my God. I was on, I was on freaking mute. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this, I love this. I love this cover. And I, have you ever seen a connecting cover full? Like it all, someone take a picture of it all as one i, sure I mean not this Google, not but. this particular one but yeah I, I mean i've done it in the past but i remember gabriel gelato was the rage when it, you know it's kind of yeah. like these hot artists come along like pizza moco or you know some of these other ones but back in 2014 gabriel gelato made a splash whenever uh you know no pun intended but what's interesting to me is some like internal artists they were like you know they just stopped doing internal covers altogether or internal art and just started doing uh like uh variants like if you think about 
Think about Greg Land, some some of the hottest variants ever, right? Have you ever seen his internal art? It is not pleasing to the eye at all whatsoever. He gets um, made fun of a lot for the, the interior work that he does. Yeah. Copies um, himself and things like that. Yeah. And then talking to some people in the know, they're like, uh, most um, artists nowadays say like uh, doing internals is a young man's game, right? Because you have deadlines, you have to do panels and everything, you know, but you know. J. Scott Cam, all these cats, if they can, they make good money just doing covers. So why not, man? If I was a kid, I'd, I mean, I'd, they have their own stores now just for covers. Yeah. yeah they all got exclusive deals. Alex Ross has a, you know, Alex Ross store that he, all he does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that Comic Con, Alex Ross. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about that too. When one of these books that show up on the list, I'm going to show what's sold out today within minutes. But first on the list is Amazing Spider Man number nine, the Gabriel Del Otto connecting one in 25 variant from 2014. Crazy. All right. What do we got up wow. next, Jack? All right. Next, we're going Ooh. Bat and Grendel, the Ashcan number one Ooh. from Silver Moon. Uh, limited to 25 copies. Uh, this came from DC in 1993. As a competitor to Witter, uh, excuse me, as a competitor to Wizard Magazine, Hero Illustrated premiered in July 1993 and included two ash cans, one for Star Trek Deep Space Nine and another for Batman Grendel. We constantly come across those Deep Space Nine ash cans. Batman Grendel has three different ash cans out there: a typical Red Moon version a gold edition, which was sold in a sealed and limited edition set, and the ultra-rare silver. This rare version was offered via a competition to the first 25 readers to send in their response on who the cover artist was for the Atchcan, which was Matt Wagner. It's also unknown if there were uh, if more were printed for comps or in damages, but it's the only concrete number that's out there. This week, a high sale of $1,400 for CGC 9.4, does support its significant rarity. That is crazy. I mean, the book is so rare that the photo that cover price has on their website is the dude has his. If you look at the picture of the comic, you can see him. Uh, you can see the phone. You see it taking a picture of it. I mean, you know, when you can't find a really good copy on the internet, you know, uh, you know, it's a it's a rare book, limited to twenty five. Think about that for a second, guys. And it's funny that you bring up heroes. I remember when heroes came out. Right, it was wizard was kind of dominating the market, and heroes like, yeah, we'll do it. And then heroes kind of uh f you know fizzled out uh and you know nobody ever thought like you know uh image or excuse me wizard was also uh pewter out but you know apparently it did too but uh that's a shame because one of my favorite things to read one uh month on a monthly basis was wizard magazine you know Wizard's and, and amazing. amazing. yeah it was amazing i meant you know like nowadays there's so much internet content that can do can take up that space but you know what I would be one that would buy the magazine. I would read it. I mean, you could, they were literally probably the first magazine to do a top, a hot top 10 list. Like now you think about us and all these numerous other shows that do these, these hot comic lists. And uh, they also had a price guide in the uh, wizard magazine. Right. And they even had color coded things to tell you what was hot and what wasn't. It was, it was amazing. I mean, they that's, ran the market with that, with that, uh, uh, with those so cells good. on the back. Yeah. That actually, I have, an, I have a slab number yeah. one of, uh, of uh, wizard magazine. Actually. Uh, uh, I, mine's yeah. not slab. I have a number one. I got like, I probably got like 75 or more wizards that I got. I still got them. I still yeah. flipped through them. It's a piece of history from it that is. era. And you know, that, that top 10 list, made 
people's careers. There was a lot of fights over those uh, top ten lists. Oh previous. yeah, I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah. So uh, and what's Batman... up with Ashcans coming back around? Ashcans is such a '90s kind of thing that people are now starting to look for because this so, is everything crazy. Is, everything Max, is yeah, yeah. Everything Max is nostalgia Ashcans. base. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah but when you see the twenty-five print run, dude, that is bonkers. I can't. My mind can't even comprehend a twenty-five print run, and then uh, fifteen hundred for a nine-point-four. If you can find one sitting in your LCS in the back dustbin somewhere, but all right, Bratman Grendel Ashcan number one, Silver Moon, limited to twenty-five. Five from 1993. All right, we're just getting started, boys and girls. What do we got for number three? Ah, I've been looking for this for so long. Yeah, number three tonight is Battle of the Planets. Number one from Gold Key Western, 1979 is the year. And this 80s fan favorite series was picked up for development by Joe and Anthony Russo back in 2019. Well, there's been no news um, recently. And for a while, actually, uh, this first appearance had a big jump in price to a new raw high of $189 and a new graded high of $1,480 for a CGC 9.8. This could also simply be pushed higher by the continuing nostalgia effect around 80s and 90s prices these days. Or properties. Yeah, I, when when they first heard that this was being developed, you know, obviously, you know, Battle Planets, but there's also the cartoon. I believe it was called just G Force, right? When it came out when I was a kid. Gotcha um, Man. Gotcha Man was uh well, well, Gotcha Man was what it was called in Japan. I don't think whenever when they released the cartoon here in the States, it was just called G Force or is it Battle Planets, one of the two. But what's amazing, I I missed out on this one when I when it started getting hot. So uh, there is an image uh version of this and with the art by michael turner which is absolutely incredible some of the michael turner covers that he did for this so if you if you have a fomo miss out on this one look for the michael turner ones uh so you know that's what i did at least so there you go so next on the list is battle of the planets number one from gold key comics 1979 good old gold key man this must have been one of the last comics they made in 1979 for gold key right i think i don't i don't remember gold key being around too much in the uh in the 80s but man this has got to be one of the last ones all right speaking of which we we talked about this book <laughs> I th on the last year's on, on the year follow-up show right i think we talked about this we were, talking how, about how we, were we were specking on this way back in the day and it was way back in the end yeah what is that book we were talking about that book everybody welcome back it's chewed number one coming out from image uh july june 3rd 20 or excuse me june 3rd 2009 uh if you're new to collecting then you may not remember how hot this book was way back in 2009 to 2016. it got very expensive uh, of course this seven year long series received two eisner awards two harvey awards it was picked up for development by Showtime in uh, 2011, which was then canceled. It was once again picked up by Heavy Metal in 2014, which was officially canceled in 2017. For fans, speculators, and collectors of Chew, many remember this as the first, as the once was hot book. However, with a $69 fair market value, raw, and an all time high sale this week of $580 for a CGC 9.8 proves that some books may be down, but definitely not out. 
that seems cheap to me, man, for yeah. uh, a nine point. Because, like I said, Chu was uh, it was there was a, it was going to get developed for Showtime, and basically the story is he was like a forensics detective, and he can tell clues by eating their uh, their remains, I do believe. So he can see what yeah. was going on. What you can was, see the memories of whatever he eats. Yeah. So remember, in two thousand nine, this is coming off the heels of The Walking Dead's popularity on um, on AMC, right? So right, this is. Right around more, I, this is when I the story I told last week, Gabe, when, I, when on our year end show was I was collecting Morning Glories at the time as well, which was also rumored. Uh, and also, what was that other Kirkman book, The Thief of Thieves? Uh, do you guys remember that? Um, I think it was Thief of Thieves. Uh, that was another Robert Kirkman book that was also rumored to be uh optioned as well. And that book was hot for a minute too. But this was right around this time this was right around the image books really started popping and everybody was trying to catch the next walking dead to this very day people are still trying to catch the next walking dead i mean you see it with like the department of truth something's killing the children even you know even though you know you know the nice house on the lake you know even though some of them may be dc but they're small they're not what i would consider a part of dc comics continuity so you know that's why i would consider them kind of the next big thing I definitely sat in a meeting this week with a publisher who very confidently said that a certain title that they have was the next walking dead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just saying that, right? He goes, yeah, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this comics and it's going to be a TV show for a good eight, 10 years. That's right. <laughs> right, right. Nobody else. Yeah. All right. So two issue number one, the first printing, there's like, I believe four or five printings of this. Uh, and most of the cover, there are, three of the covers I think are pretty much the same artwork and a just different color font or something along those lines. Maybe we'll look at it later on the cover price, but then there's also some first, some multiple uh, subsequent printings where it's a different co- cover art, all, um, all together i think i have the second print of this because I, I had the entire run up to like 15 at one point i mean it went on for a good while i mean it's a good story too uh 60 issues it. yeah it's fantastic yeah. i have i yeah. had all the issues it was great yeah so hopefully uh chu is i'm pretty sure whenever like let's say showtime has a the, the the rights to it i think those rights get they lose those rights if they don't actually do anything with them right similar to if you think about you know uh, how marvel got the rights back for some of their characters because they didn't uh, there wasn't something in development for i think the time was seven years and then they got the rights back to like ghost rider and thing and blade and things of that nature so i think it's similar maybe not time-wise but in hollywood just in general whenever they pick up options for something you know and they, they don't do anything with it then you know maybe they can shop it especially now now would be the first time to shop around your comic because there's so many avenues uh, it can go before 2009 there was no netflix was still shipping you dvds in 2009 <laughs> you remember that yep. you can get three dvds a week man so uh i gotta log in my netflix account and uh, and, move, and move my queue around so i can get that movie faster exactly you know what i used to do i used to get my three discs I would burn them and yeah. immediately ship them back and uh-huh. then get some. I do. Yeah. I still have a folder of about 150 oh movies, right? Uh, uh, it was kind of amazing back then. So, uh, but now it's like, I don't even think you can get DVDs anymore. I wonder if they still offer that, but why? When you get to stream it. Anyway, two, issue number one, the first printing from June 2009 for a 9.8 so for a cool 580 boleros. All right, here's a good oldie but goodie, but look twice at what it is. That's right, yo, Joe. We're talking G.I. Joe 21. This is the third printing from Marvel in 1984. And G.I. Joe was the hottest comic of the 1980s. I swear. A third print of this issue just sold for an all-time high of $1,350 in a CGC-graded condition of 9.8. 
a third print. Now listen, this issue was published in 1983. It was the first appearance of fan favorite and pop culture icon Storm Shadow, the Cobra Ninja, wearing a white gi as opposed to Snake Eyes in his faceless commando black. This was the infamous silent issue. No text, narrative, or dialogue appears throughout this story. This issue features Snake Eyes breaking into the terrorist Cobra headquarters to rescue Scarlet, his teammate and romantic partner. The adventure, adventure culminates in the revelation that Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow possess the same hexagram tattoo. All of this with no words or dialogue. Marvel Comics G.I. Joe comic began as a mere licensed toy tie-in built with veteran Marvel writer Larry Hama of Masters of Kung Fu, Iron Fist, Wolverine, and literally artist Herb Trempe, uh, and initially artist Herb Trempe, excuse me, of The Incredible Hulk. The book came out to be the hottest comic book of the 1980s. Do you have an 80s era back issue on hand? Check out the ad for American Comics and read how they describe the series next to X-Men and Batman. To put this in perspective, Phoenix's death issue in the X-Men did not have second and third printings. The introduction of Spider-Man's black alien symbiote costume did not have subsequent printings. Marvel's G.I. Joe began with a lower print run, making back issues scarce and in demand once readers noticed the book. Thus, Marvel offered reprints to meet demand. Several G.I. Joe issues received additional printings, and there's prob this is probably the most beloved of them all. Now, in 2022, some of those second and third printings are themselves scarce. Combine the rarity with a cherished collector's uh, uh, cherished character's first appearance and a beloved storyline, and you get a book that rightly sold for $1,350 this week. This one is a tough one to spot, too. It um, is. Because the you see the Spider-Man logo, it's inverted on the first print. Uh, instead of a black, uh, it's 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 a it's a white head instead of a black head, and the first two printings are almost identical. It's hard to tell them between. And we were talking about it last week's show on the on back in the day in this and the Bronze Age, Copper Age to see even see a second print, you have to look at the uh, in the, in the inside page where it says like you know it gives you like the, all the legal information and it would say you know, second print or third print along those lines. I mean, if you look this up, it doesn't say anything about it being a second print on it. Some of the other Marvel books, if you think about in the Bronze or Copper Age, they had like Silver Sable, I'm thinking. It's like an, a silver, it was a silver page for the second print. Uh, but this one is a little bit different. If you guys look up the G.I. Joe number one, I mean, if you go to store and, you know, just look out for it, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, look on the inside to see, because it doesn't say anything on the outside that it's a second or third print. And there is a, the second print even looks more identical. You can tell third print because of the Spider-Man logo in the box is inverted. Uh, it's a different head. So maybe I'll show you guys that on cover prices uh, when we look at it later. But uh, G.I. Joe issue number 20. Also, I remember as a kid, G.I. Joe number one was such a hot book that G.I. Joe number two at one point was worth more than G.I. Joe number one because it was so under ordered because everybody used to order a lot of the first issue and people would just buy first issues and not buy second issues. So for a while there, same thing with Spawn. Spawn number two was a really high valued book as well because the print run wasn't as high as the number one. So a lot of I, for a while there, people were collecting second issues because they always thought they had them. Well, I think it's still to this day they have a lower print run than number ones. But G.I. Joe number two was the first book I remember where I was like, man, this is expensive for just a second issue. But uh, 
Um, yeah, G.I. Joe, issue number 21, the third print. Hopefully uh, we get a Hasbro cinematic connected universe, man. That would be dope. All right, next one on the list. We've seen this one before, but not this particular one. Yeah, this has definitely been on the list once or twice. Mad number one. This is from EC 1952. This is actually the first Mad magazine, <clears throat> believe it or not. This long ongoing comic magazine was a rite of passage for multiple generations of kids. It's influence on pop culture, celebrities, musicians, comics, and comic creators. Everyone from Monty Pythons, Terry Gilliam, Weird Al, Johnny Carson, Robert Crumb, Michael J. Fox, Roger Ebert, etc., etc., have gone on record about how it influenced them in their own careers. So when we look at all the comics gaining traction today, this deserves far more recognition. This week, a CGC 7.5 sold for $5,500, significantly more than the same grade that sold last year at $3,700. This is also creeping close to an all-time high sale of $9,900 for a CGC 9.0. This book is definitely trending up. That's crazy. That's really crazy, cool to super see. Super crazy. I like yeah, it. It's it boggles my mind that it was, EC is the one that started Mad Magazine. As you know, I always thought Mad Magazine was its own thing, and EC was known for its horror books, right? And then uh, I remember as a kid, all the movie kind of parodies that they did. Star Wars was my favorite, and uh, and who can remember? You know, no, who doesn't forget the triple fold out thing where you would like fold it and it would make a picture? Do you remember that in the uh, Mad Magazines? Yeah, um, the back cover, the back cover. You yeah, had kind of fold cover. It yeah, you used to be able to fold it, man. Ah, love this. Yeah, this is I cool am... because it started out as a comic book, right? And then mm -hmm. it, to avoid like the censorship and the things that were happening at the time, especially because of EC. They they moved it from a comic book size to a magazine size that took them out of that comic called authority. Is it part of National Lampoon? Is, I could have swore National Lampoon ended up doing Mag Magazine, or is that something different? I'm trying to think if it was part of National Lampoon or not, because National Lampoon also. Uh, I think that was magazine. its own thing. Was it its own thing? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember. All right, so Mag. Yeah, was, uh, that was the magazine cover with the dog with the gun pointed at its head. Yeah, yeah. National that Lampoon was magazine was one of yeah. That one. yeah. They were, as a kid, to me, it was almost like reading a Playboy because it would they're, they're, read this it wasn't magazine like, or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, we're, we're talking about some iconic magazines tonight, though. If you talk about Mad, you're talking about um, uh, crazy. Let's get cracked. It's it's do wizard. Well. Yeah, was it crazy or cracked? Cracked. Uh, I think was there cracked. was a crazy, but there might yeah, have been cracked. a crazy. Maybe crazy yeah. was a porn, um, like a porn magazine or something. Who knows? Yeah. I remember one that was called a trucking magazine too. Where I had like a trucking cartoon in it. It was like so funny. Mad issue number one from EC Comics from 1952. Man, that is uh, history right there. Um, all right. So uh, this has been a year. Somebody said it. This is a tough list. But you know what? Here's a chance for you guys to get on. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Uh, so we got here next for uh, on the shaker list. The Punisher number 218. Netflix photo cover coming from Marvel Comics in 2017. Uh, there are prevailing speculation that the uh, that the Punisher will be introduced into the MCU via Armor Wars, wearing a suit of the War Machine armor. Seeing that this actually happened in comics in this particular issue, it was exceptionally escalated in value. Recently, there has been more and more chatter about John Bernthal reclaiming the role, which has now boosted this photo variant of Bernthal. In his Netflix Punisher role, it, it hit a new high of $175 with a new high 9.8 of $600. This is quite the gamble, 
But all we can do is wait to see how this plays out. I'm trying to remember when this came out, if it was that hot in 2017. Because, uh, you know, for a while there, you know, photo variants of characters, you know, really didn't get much play unless you got them signed by the, um, you know, by, signed by the actual actor themselves. Like, um, like myself, I have like the first um, uh, photo cover of Han Solo. Uh, I think it's on a Han Solo comic from Marvel or it could uh, from Dark Horse where it actually is a photo of Han Solo on the cover. Uh, so hopefully this is a new trend because I got some of those. So maybe they'll get hot. You know, you never know. But uh, Punisher 2018, a Netflix photo cover variant from 2017, 9.8 for $600. Jeez. All right. Uh, next up is a book we're going to talk about. And then I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, something else that he did that sold out today. What do we got next on the list? That's right. Very timely. We're sticking with variants here. We're talking about Star Wars number 58, the John Tyler Christopher, or JTC as he is known, negative space variant, limited to just 1,000 copies that Marvel put out in 2018. And after taking 2021 off for the most part, Star Wars books are once again on fire. Also hot is John Tyler Christopher's negative covers. After he announced his most recent upcoming sale of a negative Boba Fett for War of the Bounty Hunters number four, the second print, collectors must have gone searching for Star Wars negative and come across this Emperor's negative, which has sold for a new high of $325 for a CGC 9.8. Yeah, that's so perfect timing because that that uh, Boba Fett cover, the negative space cover, went, went out for sale today at 3 p.m pacific uh and almost immediately sold out uh and it was only you could only get it on john tyler christopher's website if you look it up he did a boba fett negative cover perfect timing for it right now um you know uh for a while there john tyler christopher like at, besides his negative variants he also did a um um i want to say a boba fett variant um and he got to keep the right he got to keep to basically sell it on his own right he did some other covers from marvel and then i i believe he debuted it at c2e2 he i think he did a han solo and as well as a boba fett and he got to choose those two to sell for himself and now he just sells them for himself i meant like the the boba fett cover it was only available to his website you couldn't get him um you know maybe now you'll see them all over ebay but that they are they saw it i thought i logged in at 302 p.m i'd be able to get some but they were gone boom just like that immediately gone so uh so people are looking for those other negative covers and you know i would say look at that which played uh, i think it's number 68 is one of the john tyler christopher's early negative space variants which i love it's a day of the dead which played negative space cover it's orange absolutely absolutely gorgeous but there's a trend when you see these negative variants, man. John Tyler Christopher kind of, you know, set the market trend for it. All right, so Star Wars number 58, the JTC, negative space, only limited to 1,000 boys and girls from 2018, sold for 325 for 9.8. I'm telling you, once the Mandalorian and Grogu appear, first appearance in the comics, people are going to lose their collective collecting minds. All right, this issue we don't see on here too often. We do see the other one when I'm talking about Superman versus somebody. What do we got? Superman versus you know, whom? This one actually upsets me. I had this book uh, a couple years ago and I sold it. I don't know why. Just probably was taking up space. It's a big treasury book. But uh, yeah, this is a cool one. This is Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man. This is a Marvel DC crossover from 1976. 
the book fans opportunity uh to see their favorite characters from different universes battle it out or work together or both oftentimes written and illustrated by some of the best artists and writers of the time sadly we haven't had a dc marvel crossover since the early 2000s but that doesn't mean interest has waned at cover price they've recorded over 200 sales and just saw an all-time high sale of get this 1200 bucks for a cbcs raw graded 9.6 for the first dc marvel crossover book superman vs spider amazing spider-man published in 1976 man that is awesome this book features collaboration by some of the greats like neil adams john ramada jerry conway ross andrew and others it took the best of both worlds soups and spidey their ladies lois lane and mary jane watson and their nemesis Nemesis, 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 <laughs> Lex Luthor and Doc Ock, and threw them all together in an alternate universe and earth altering adventure. This treasury edition size book makes for a beautiful reading, but it falls into that interesting category of books that are not currently available for slabbing by CGC or CBCS. So the only option for professional grading experience is to send it to CBCS's raw grade. That also means you won't see historical pricing uh, on cover price competitors such as GPA or Go Collect. They only focus on slab sales. So if you're interested in seeing historical price data on this kind of books and these um, you know, treasury editions, check out cover price and get that free trial and then stay for a mid rib. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for the longest time, I remember CGC didn't even do magazine style uh, covers, right? Uh, and then, but this is like, you know, the huge treasury edition. Two editions. or three of these. I have, like a really cool, um, I have a really cool Batman one where it takes all of the Ross Al Ghul storyline from 230. Which, which one? 232? No. Is that it? No. What's the, what's the Ross Al Ghul issue? Batman. I, I can't remember the issue number. But it takes from that all the way through the storyline of um, Talia Ghul and him making love and conceiving my favorite Robin. And it's huge. Jason Todd? It's, it, it's, what's that? Is it Jason Todd? No. Uh, oh. uh, Damien. Damien. Damien yeah, Damien Wayne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's awesome because it's so big. It's that treasury size. So the, the art is just... I mean, it's so it's cool to to read through. It's really. I think cool. you only you only the really way to protect these with the is a top loader. Probably. No, they actually um, sell. Yeah. They actually sell bags and boards for them. Uh, oh, BCW yeah. does. Look at the cover price on that thing. Two bucks in nineteen seventy nine. That's probably like forty dollars today. Yeah, and that's I, I don't a think lot. We're, like that. I don't think we're ever gonna see a uh, Marvel DC collaboration, right? I mean, if you think about this is early, and then remember, and I think it was the nineties when they did the amalgam, which was a they actually took characters, and mashed them together. Yeah. Um, but you know, I remember Image works. Image had worked with DC, and then Image had worked with Marvel too. Mar I think Image and Marvel did something called Devil's Reign. I do believe it was like uh, something to do with Mephisto, and it was like there was a one of my favorites is, is a Wolverine and Witchblade cover. Um, that Michael Turner did. Um, so it's just one of those pieces of uh, comic book history that, you know, we probably won't ever see again to be, to be I, sadly, but no. counterpoint it and say that I think there's a culture within business right now of collaboration. You see it in like pro professional wrestling. They call it the forbidden door where companies are working together. 
You see it a lot of times in like, you know, traditional corporate settings. Now you see it in fashion with like collab drops. I think there is a world where DC and Marvel as at, because of the size of the cash grab, they would be do a, a kind of like an epic mini series again. And if they do this being kind of the first crossover, this book would go skyrocket. I've, I've had this one on my list as like a book that I think is sneaky spec that you don't hear people talk about. It would be huge if they ever did. Like if you just took like, take, Batman and Wolverine and put them together, right? I mean, if right. you think about, you know, I mean, Superman versus Spider Man seems to be, uh, but th those are like the two iconic characters for each company. We Superman, you know, arguably launched DC, even though Batman is probably a more popular character, and of course, Amazing Spider Man is what really launched Marvel with Amazing Fantasy fifteen. And so, you know, I have the Treasury edition of the Star Wars uh, ones. Uh, they did one for Star Wars Empire, and I think Return of the Jedi. Uh, I have those, which are really cool, which I mean, I, I pick them up whenever I get a chance to see them. But this is this is just a piece of comic book history that, you know, want twelve hundred for a raw comic, too. Can you imagine the size of the slab? <laughs> you, get, you get a treasury edition slab. I mean, you, you know, wouldn't even fit it. They they CGC slabs concert posters like uh, vintage concert posters. Why can't they get a slab for these big books? Exactly. Come Why on, not? CGC. Come on. Do they slab the uh, the concert posters? They don't they just say like, kind of laminate them. Like they do the original like art. A, yeah, they grade they, them. Yeah. Yeah, they slab them, but it's in like a real thin kind of. Almost, okay. Uh, yeah, like the, the amount of plastic it would cost them yeah. to do it is not. Yeah. It wouldn't seem cost effective to me because you know, you know, the price of everything has gone up. If you haven't noticed, right? So I'm assuming the price of plastic, the the you know, the cost of the to slab a comic book has gone up because of the materials cost. Everything has gone up because yo, my five dollar hot and ready went up, yo. So you know they are everything's going up. The dollar store yeah. is a dollar twenty-five store now, right? Pepperoni went <laughs> yeah. up. Cheese went up. The ninety-nine cent store is now a dollar twenty-five <laughs> store. Yeah. <laughs> so Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man Marvel DC collaboration, January second, nineteen seventy-six. Raw dog for twelve hundred dollars. All right, last one on the list, but don't go anywhere, boys. We're gonna see what's shaking today. Where's Nemesis Prime when we need him? Yeah, we need him here. Number ten <laughs> with Transformers All Hail Megatron. Number one. This is the retailer. Uh, cover from apocalypse comics exclusive casey coiler variant and from idw back in 2008 this uh casey coilet cover is obviously an homage to the classic uh comic book cool. batman the killing joke published by dc comics in 1988 this variant cover was a retailer exclusive by apocalypse comics with a print run of a thousand copies while by today's standards a thousand is no longer considered rare. However, 14 years ago, this is one tough book to find. In fact, it's highly considered as a variant grail for Transformers collectors. Though it has uh, recently been uh, affordable with uh, a 9.8 at a fair market value of $300. Well, those days are gone. After this week's raw sale of $400 for a near mint copy, we can easily see this hitting a thousand dollars for a 9.8 in the future. That is so cool that it's a Transformers book, like homaging um, <laughs> the Killing Joke, right? I mean, uh, man, that's uh, you know, clever. Spread, that is clever. I mean, why? Uh, and uh, is that? I'm trying to think who the Transformer is that would be the little camera, like a uh, reflector. His name's reflector. Reflect is that his name? Is uh, yeah. is, is there a Transformer like that? If, yeah, if it's three. It's three robots that you form together to make the camera. 
Yeah, because I always remember like uh, was that a sound wave? He had a he had like a set deck that ejected out like crazy yep, stuff yep. like that. All right, boys and girls. So uh, why don't you guys stick around? Let's hear from our uh, sponsor, My Slabs, and then we're gonna see what's shaking today. Are you tired of paying more than ten uh, percent or more for your selling your slabs, collectibles, NFTs, and trading cards? Check out our friends at My Slabs. Tired of paying ten percent, fifteen percent, or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does one percent sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards, sealed wax, and now slabbed comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. Yeah, go peep it out, boys and girls. Uh, people are a lot of our friends are selling on there. If you're tired of paying for eBay fees, oh man, because now you actually see the eBay fees when you sell it. They take the taxes out right then and there. So it kind of it's, it gets a gut punch when you sell something for a thousand and you only take home like eight hundred dollars. It's uh, it's it's brutal, man. But go check out some friends of my snap. Sign up for a seller and just tell them uh, if they ask you where you heard it from, say the Lord sent you. Let's see what's shaking today, boys and girls. As usual, this is. The cover price website, and you can see this is the weekly top 10. This is the movers list. As you can see, some of the biggest movers of uh, highest unit sales sold. But we're looking at shakers, boys and girls. So let's see what's shaking today. As we said, uh, the list changes on a daily basis. So um, always some cool stuff on here. I don't have anything in the top six. Gosh darn it. But you know what? This Lone Ranger book looks cool. I think we talked about this before. This, was the, this is the first appearance of Lone Ranger. And it was a in some weird like uh, like a giveaway for like ice cream or some shit like that. So first appearance of Lone Ranger, Raw Comics seventeen twenty five. Ooh man, that is nice. Look at that Lone Ranger even has an ice cream cone in his hand. That is hilarious. <laughs> um, we always love looking at Golden Age books on here. Let's look at this Planet Comics number sixty two from nineteen forty nine. Look at that. That is so dope. I I just love Golden Age covers. Fifteen hundred for a for a raw dog. Let me let's see what I, that other one was. Um, look at this crazy book. This is Suspense Comics. Look at that 15. red cover. I can imagine what that looks like. Oh man! Like yeah, the actual copy of that book would be amazing. With that yeah, because there's so many hot like the the colors in the Golden Age just seem to pop more. Like you yeah. know, they they use a lot more reds and yellows. So if you look at the first few issues, like Action Comics, predominantly gold. Um, hey, I know there's a subset of collectors that collect robot covers. This would be the one for you, man. Strange Worlds issue number eight. Look at that. That's You're a hard. Choking that book. Wow. The Metal Murderer. Sounds like a metal band, man. <laughs> $1,450 for a raw comic, man. Astonic Strange Worlds. And from Avon. There you go. So you can buy makeup and buy comics. Um, as usual, there's some unusual suspects on here. The Strange. Oh, wow. The Young Avengers. The regular cover is now popping up there. For a while, it was uh, this was the affordable one. But now, look at it thousand dollars for 9.8 and then Oof. you can see the the other ones here we always talk about this one because ryan's got this one this is the yeah, uh, of baby. course the cgc 9.8 but it's actually a 9.5 that was only available from wizard world 2400 and 9.5 from uh earlier this last month jeez yeah if you have just... that make sure to crack it and get a 9.8 guys <laughs> yeah uh. sell it to me first before you crack it yeah <laughs> uh i i just recently picked this one up the director's cut um and i also had the scotty young sketch variant uh this one here i had the um, whole run signed by jim chung 
Yeah, I have mine. I have I have mine signed by Jim Chung too. One of he's one of my favorite artists that gets down on both covers and internal art. Um, as you can tell, major first appearance in it. Nine point eight for fourteen hundred. This book is if you haven't gotten it already, man, it's the one to get. So it's amazing that the first issue. I would That's also say hard. I'm waiting for that. That book is going to explode. There's I so think Volume Two that. also is a good is a good uh, spec as well because it's a different team of Young Avengers in Volume Two of uh, Young Avengers. Um, Werewolf by Night. I know there's been rumors lately of uh, a, a, a Moon Knight teaser trailer, but you know they always the these so-called scoopers. They say a trailer is coming, but they don't tell you when. And so when it drops in like three weeks, they go, "We told you so." It's like okay, six months later, told you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, looks like some Spider-Man is dominating the list here. We were talking about this book on our end of year show as well, saying this book is really grossly undervalued, being that it's the first appearance of Kitty, Kitty Pride, Emma Frost. The White Queen, five ninety nine for nine point two. Wow, that's newsstand. And new back in nineteen eighty, uh, newsstand was, was more dominant. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, can't talk about anything without having this book on the list, <laughs> right? That's, right. This, this is, is all. The, uh, this is the Omega Red of, uh, of Star Wars books, where everybody's exactly. going after this book. with really no sheer proof that this first appearance is going to show up in the uh, first in a show or a movie. First well, one, one solid thing is, you know, without spoiling for people who haven't watched Book of Boba Fett, is, you know, the character who has showed up in that series, certainly, who's definitely tied to Dr. Aphra. Yeah, and that's why the reason they're buying it really is right. because it's 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 tied to a certain Wookiee. Yeah. I mean, got to be sleeping on a rock if you don't know what Wookiee we're talking about. But I got to say, the last episode of Book of Boba Fett, that is a scary-ass Wookiee, man. They, they made him, like, monster-like, it's you know awesome. what I mean? Yeah, it was pretty badass the way they did it. This is a classic cover. This is actually one of the books that I have to send in to get graded. Um, uh, this and I bought this on the potential of it being a nine eight. So I don't want to jinx myself, but it's hopefully I can crack a nine eight because a five a nine point six sold for five twenty five. So if you can get a nine point eight in this bad boy, yeah, you're going. To, so I'm 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 hoping hoping on a, all the hope. Um, so this is something I wanted to talk about because um, this. There is a new series dropped this last Wednesday of um what was it called? What was it called? Was this called Scorched or was this it is called, called Scorched? This is Scorched. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the this dropped literally on Wednesday, and this one in two fifty just sold for five ninety nine. And as with any Tom McFarlane issue, man, there was a multiple variants of it. But there was a couple of cool variants that featured uh what's this character's name? Is it? Uh, I forgot. I don't know what what her name is. She spawn. Lady Spawn. Is she it Lady Spawn? spawn? She, she spawn. spawn. So there's a couple cover covers that features uh, She Spawn, Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, and some other spawns. Uh, I think there was a Capullo variant as well. So uh, I can't wait to. I bought like five of the six different covers or six of the different uh, first print covers. Uh, but this is the one in two fifty. So um, uh, is this the first prince of She Spawn? By the way, in no, this uh, she showed up yeah. way earlier in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so expect the, look old look for second version of She Spawn. Um, yeah. but the, the Scor- Scorched is essentially the Avengers book of the Spawn universe. Yeah, um, yeah, that book was man, my LCS ordered a bunch of them, but yeah, I expect She Spawn look for a first appearance. I think that's gonna blow up because, uh, you know, you know, people have been specking on gunslinger spawn and all these other spawns you know what i would love to see medieval spawn bring give me medieval spawn wait a minute wait a minute okay that uh, asm 194 i just sold a 9.2 for 
for six seventy five. I sell my books way too cheap. <laughs> yeah, you do. 8.0 for five nine five hundred, but that's why people love you, Ryan, because you're giving them a good deal. Um I believe I still have my nine point four of this, or did I settle? I'm trying to remember. Uh, my nine point four was signed by Kevin Smith, of all things. Uh, uh, people ask, cool. "Why the hell would you have Kevin Smith?" Because at that time, Kevin Smith was writing a Black Cat story for Marvel, if you remember that. Yeah. And so I was like, and Kevin Smith was doing a signing at uh, that shop in Hollywood, and I was like, "Why not?" And I, <laughs> I had the book. I was like, "Sign it for me." I was like, "All right." Uh, look at this gnarly cover, dude. Strange Tales number seventeen. That is gnarly dope dude Elvis. it takes more than a rat's filled bullet to kill me kill a mckay i don't even know what that says Death. a mckay mc a mckay yeah yeah strange tales dope oh i can see good old master kung fu on here i still got my nine eight the last uh one i haven't sold yet i sold all the other ones raw 340 let's see i want to see what the uh wow Highest wow. sold at the height of it was twenty grand, um, and I'm going to tell you because I've been looking at the nine point eight. So I was like, should I sell? Should I hold off? Last sale was yeah, ten thousand five hundred. Um, I bought my ninety eight for fifteen hundred dollars. So I think I'm still ahead of the game on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, good job. Yeah, but uh, but you could tell at the high point of its sale back in August. When did the movie come out? In, in summer, right? Uh, yeah. Twenty grand. Um, but you could tell in between, like now I would wait for the sequel to come out if I were to ever sell it. But this is one of my grails that I'm going to keep, man. Um, but that's dope. Uh, look at this. I love this Captain America cover. That's a great Steranko cover. Yeah, Captain America, 113 $330 for 9.2. Not bad at all. A little Captain America mm -hmm. love on here. We were talking about uh, this earlier before, but man, like Silver Age books are in high grade, like over nines are, are like the most beautiful thing you're ever going to see. It's yeah. crazy to see those in such high grade. This is probably one of the most iconic Steve Ditko covers ever, man, uh, which was actually uh, they kind of did a little slight homage to it in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Do you remember the scene where Tom Holland was trying to lift the building up? And there's mm -hmm. a great panel in here that, you know, where he's struggling, struggling to get the power, the strength to lift this up from it. And it's just one of the best panels and comics ever even you talk about a comic artist they i mean they they talk about this this story and they, how steve ditko drew it and had really put emphasis on it you know stanley later on would add the dialogue to it but it was all about Stit ditko's panel to panel art that really told the story on this it was cool. incredible um yeah and moon knight is on here no shocking you know what surprised me that we haven't gotten more uh, of uh peacemaker books uh at all oh, speaking nope. of damian wayne there he is right there 655 batman 655 on the far left there damian wayne first appearance this one no no this is uh i'll go back and it's the next column up. oh this one right up here yeah 230 for a 918 very cheap for that book that's two panels of story. First cameo appearance, 230 and a 9.8. Seems rather cheap to me, especially with the leak of, if you've been paying attention, there's a leak that um, Michael Keaton's version of Batman is going to get a Robin. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think we suspect this a long time ago. We actually had this as a scoop on our show. First appearance of Stained Glass Scarlet, 9.6 and a 230 with the Moon Knight series getting closer and closer. All these Moonlight villains that are being specced on, um, even though we broke it on here, some uh, app stole it from us and said uh, mm -hmm. they uh, they were coming. But you know, no hard feelings. Uh, what yeah, is that? Uh, uh, what is that? Something is the most sincere form of flattery. Um, Imitation. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, I always call it stealing, but hey, take a look at my man thing here. Whoa, oh. look at that giant size man thing. <laughs> this is <laughs> now in his own magazine, Fear Fraught, first issue. You know Stan, he wrote that. He yeah. does, right? Yeah. Went out of dine for an 8.0, man, because that, uh, that Savage Conan magazine or whatever Savage Sword of Conan, that's first appearance of man thing. Look at what. All right, so where there's smoke, there's fire, boys and girls. That's two Man Thing books on the list. Um, that tells me somebody is buying up Man Things uh, and Swamp Things. Do you think, do you think someone <laughs> bought that Swamp Thing thinking it was Man Thing? Mm, good question. I just <laughs> no, think that's they a Swamp Thing number one. That's a nice yeah. book right there. Yeah, uh, but if Man Thing is moving, I think uh, somebody that works within the companies knows something. Ah, look at this. We were just talking about Spawn covers. Look at that. That is dope. This is Capullo with McFarlane doing inks for it. This actually looks close to the cover for the corn cover. Have you seen the corn cover that Capullo did the art on and, and Patrick McFarlane did the inks on? Back in the day, oh. boys and girls, I believe it was corn, right? That the McFarlane and, and Capullo did a cover for for the yeah, album. Yeah, freak, freak on a Leash. Yeah. And there's this little girl that's kind of on a ledge, kind of like this, but obviously it's missing. I do believe that's Melboja, too, right? Is that Melboja? Yeah, uh, Maboja, such a weird name, man. Um, or the clown, whatever you want to call him. Um, and we'll leave a little Batman just for you, Ryan. Aww. I love these corny uh, Golden Age Batman covers. Uh, Batman 2 and Robin 2 meet the son of the Joker. Ironically, my son, who is now the new Robin, is overcoming the son of my old enemy, the Joker. <laughs> so oh, just so... that five times fast. But look at that Robin. <laughs> he has like red hair. Uh, and it says two on his chest and even says Batman on his chest. That's so funny. So 175 for a fine. Who knows what the, the the story behind this is? Is this a clone or a different version of them? Yeah, it's, 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 it's golden it's a, age. never makes sense. Yeah. It's an old Batman corny ass story. I mean, if you have Robin fish or Joker fish, then, you know, anything is fine. I remember people were getting that for a while. Well, that's it, boys and girls. Uh, I saw a lot of 0 for 10s. Congratulations for those who made 2 for 10s. That was a really difficult list. And, uh, you know, difficult list calls for great people. And uh, great people killed it. Thanks for uh, joining the show. Gabe, any last words? Uh, thanks for showing up, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy your weekend. See you guys yeah. next time. That's right. Uh, Jack, a.k.a. Mr. Bolo, any last words? Yeah, I'm mute, brother. You're still on mute. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. There you Rob. go. There you go. Here you go. Appreciate the patience. Appreciate everybody, man. The market is moving up. It's going to be a big 2022. Yes. It is. Uh, there's Dark Side Jedi. Any last words? Hey, as always, thank you for joining us. We wouldn't have a show without you. Uh, join us. Are you doing a show Sunday? I think so. Uh, if right, not, well, then I am gonna totally relax. But uh, yeah, not, you want to You want to be on the letter show? Or are we gonna do a letter I will show see. I don't know if I'm gonna. I will see. I, I right. can't well, be that far just, in the future, man. Just in case there <laughs> isn't a letter show, um, I will tell you that I was told this, and if you follow my social medias, that um, that there is a secret wars being uh, planned with the possible production or release date of 2025. And I was told um, by this person, this source that it's going to be based closer to the original secret war storyline. And it's a way for them to introduce the symbiote into the MCU um, because the Hickman run would be really hard to develop on the big screen. Cause it's just so wild, right? 2015. And I got 
two independent two independent sources meaning both two different people told my source the same thing and this isn't through mikey sutton this is somebody else that i really can't divulge who it is that there's been a project in the can called galactus and his heralds now that i don't know if that's a working title or if that's the actual title but it's called galactus and his heralds it could be either a galactus origin story or it could be uh, a server surfer movie you know a lot of times hollywood puts working titles things that throw people off the scent uh but you know galactus and his heralds is pretty straightforward on what the hell it is but that's what i was told and uh you know they're, they're, they have a proven track record so uh i would say don't just focus on Silver Surfer. There's a ton of heralds in, Silver, in Galactus's history. So, you know, Frankie Ray. Um, uh, Air, Airwalker, Terax. Terax is my Morg. favorite. Yeah. The most evil villain with male balding pat- male pattern balding ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I thank you guys all for joining us for the Lords of Lombox. I uh, might be back on Sunday. If not, we will see you Tuesday for the Cover Price Top 10. Until then, for Dark Side Jedi. Gabe and Jack, keep digging in them long boxes and peace out, boys and girls. Now let's do this. Rewind, select town, come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is a